Hockey Town celebrated three championships in seven years, and rarely has someone so tough played so pivotal a part. McCarty draws, McCarty in, McCarty snaps! A magnificent goal! Down McCarty! Show that play. Larry on up, Shanahan back. I love you, but you're a mess. I, I am a mess. I'm a work in progress, I guess you could say. Absolutely work in progress. Here he is on this Wednesday night. Wednesday, June the 5th, can you believe? We are past the six-month halfway point in this calendar year of 2019. Yes, it is a little later than usual, 716. I want to give a huge shout out to Bill Simonson, also known as Huge. The huge show out of GR was just there at the Eisenhower Center um, that helps athletes and people with their head injuries and stuff like that. So uh, we were there broadcasting. God, uh, God bless those people and what they what they do. I know that uh, that segues uh, right in here. Um, Two, if you can see live right now, you have two of my favorite people. Because you know why? Because the Russian Five is coming out. Digital release, Perry. When's Perry's that, Mac? Hey, when Perry, is that, Mac? Hold on. Welcome back, Perry. Thank you. Thank How you for letting trip? me. It was a great How trip. How was your trip? Talk, talk to me later. We don't have time. Yes. It's been a busy day. Um, because uh, Friday, we know, we know we're all Russian Five all day, all night. Russian five sweepstakes, Russian five dinners, all this stuff. Jenny's going to make boobla boobushka or whatever she said last time. <laughs> she promised. Going to bring it in for the sweepstake dinner. Um, but the, the great thing is I welcome back uh, the producer and the director of the Russian five, our friends of the program, Jenny Fedorovich and Mr. Josh Real. Thank you for Thank having you. us hey, here. We love you? being here. Now I have here. a treat. I have a treat, because on the line right now. Is it true? Is the knee down, Dougie Brown? Are you on the line, sir? Hey, Max. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. If anybody doesn't know, that is the diplomat, I call him, uh, because every great country uh, in existence and great team that I played on had the diplomat. We were lucky. We only had one. His name is Doug Brown. How are you, Brownie? I uh, know you're getting ready for Patrick's game tonight, so you must be excited, but thanks for coming on. How you doing? Good, good, Mac. I appreciate it. It's fun to be. It's fun to be on the radio. And the knee down. I just got a smile. I mean, what a <laughs> chuckle, dude. What good? <laughs> you saw it, right? No, and anybody who says because we called him knee down, Dougie Brown. And if you've seen the Russian Five movie, which you did, correct? Correct. And 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 it and, and, and it came out down. there in game. In game four in Washington, did it not? Yeah. That's about yeah, the ex yeah. most excited I've seen you, too. Yeah, so so you got Fedorov going down the left side, pulling up, uh, down the right side, pulling up, spinning around, throwing a saucer over three Washington Capitals, and I just get to put the knee down on the other side of the ice and make it look easy. See, that, see, as, now, now, what, first of all, now I have Josh and Jenny here with me, but tell me what you thought of the movie and just uh, from what you expected to what it, what did you feel? And uh, I didn't realize you had some of the, some of our Russian group in there. So uh, the movie was outstanding. And as I told them when I, w when I was there, it touched my heart. 
there were two. They hit the center. You know, it's easy to hit the high spots, but it's tough to hit the low spots. And they did a great job of the pain, <laughs> the pain of the loss on the ice against Colorado and New Jersey, and the pain personally with the car accident, the limo accident that just crushed us all. And um, to this day, we're still. Obviously, it, it it it's still it's still with us. It's a scar for life. Well, you know what it is, and I one of those things is that I um I thought, and I guess this is like really the first time to have a conversation with one of us, like our teammates, right? Like that yep. I've, that yep. I've seen it because yep. I haven't sat down with Drapes. I know that Shanny loved it and Scotty loved it, and you know how can you not because it's so poignant what you said. And I told Josh and Jenny when they nailed it and it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it was the feeling of, it was the love and it was the perseverance. I think 22 years later, you know, it, to look back, it's one of those things. Remember Stevie saying that, you know, we're no matter where we go in life, we're going to share this. And I think it was after the first one. And then, you know, look, at we're now 22 years later that these guys have brought us this film and, um, did you know that Vladdy uh, at the premiere was singing We Are the Champions at the end with the crowd? No, yeah. I did not. That, I did not. That, yeah. that was a chilling, chilling moment of, you know, the one thing I want people to understand and, and to see him sort of uh, and talk to Anastasia's daughter and say when he watches it, he goes to his happy place and he recognizes like Don Cherry doesn't like him and he recognizes Stevie, <laughs> you know, always like Stevie, you know, like it's, it's so to, I guess if any good could have come out of what happened for all of us, because it never, we never really got a chance as a, a huge group. We won, but it was just, it's still, even though we won, would you not agree that it's still, there was still something missing? Mac, it, 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 it made us all grow up a little bit more in life. Uh, we all became no, so not focused on who we are, but on, on how privileged and lucky we are to be in the position that we are so that we could keep going forward and appreciate and, uh, uh, I got to find the right words here, but understand the value of life. Right. I, absolutely. Now, uh, I think in the movie or where you can explain, because when I, when I always tell everybody that, you know, Dougie Brown was the, the diplomat, he's like Pete Best. He's the sixth Russia. And, you know, I've always talked with Josh to this project of the, the one thing is because you are not interviewed in it. And because of, you know, obviously doing a documentary and scheduling and stuff like that. Um, is there anything that you want people to know from your perspective that was not in there or because I, you know, me, I just explain how integral it all was, but how tight, you know, we all were with each other in your own way. And you were a huge part, you know, with Sergey because, you know, I mean, what, didn't you like, didn't you have to babysit Ozzy and then you had to babysit Sergey pretty much. <laughs> and that was guy and that, I mean, for a lot, I'll, I'll say that those words, I mean, but pretty much like, because there's what I'm trying to get is to people to understand because everybody played a role on and off the ice. And I think once we realized our roles to each other off the ice was just as important the one on the ice. So, so Mac, very articulate of you to pull that up and, and intuitive. Um, the the interesting part with me and the Russians was I had I had 
spent seven years grinding in Jersey, trying to to be a part of that, and it didn't quite work out. I get traded to Pittsburgh, and what when I got to Pittsburgh, they stuck me on a line with two guys you might heard of, uh, Yag, Yarma Yager and Marty Straka, and all of a sudden. I said, this is how you're supposed to play the damn game. And I had so much fun for a season in Pittsburgh. And then I end up in Detroit. And Scotty, Scotty picks me up off the waiver wire. Uh, and I, I uh, end up, you know, he said, Dougie, I need you to come play with Stevie Y. And I'm going, oh, hell yeah. But I show up and actually end up playing a lot with Sergey. And Sergey and I became close buddies now and 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 more big brother little brother which was an interesting one just just because my perspective on the world coming from where i came from and my life experiences were different than i'm going to say other players that he had played with so so he was hearing the voice of boston massachusetts prep school boy instead of whatever town the other players had come from and then but there's one more piece of the puzzle fatisoff and i were incredibly close in New Jersey. I, yes. So so we were roommates all those years and he lived next door to me and his wife and my wife became the best of friends and his Anastasia and my Anna Brown were you know a couple weeks apart and best friends. So my Russian connection was was strong and so when when we traded for when we traded for uh Slava and Sergey goes, what? You guys know each other better than you and I already know each other. And then it was very funny that Igor shows up and Igor is going, you guys trust this American kid? Yeah, I'm OK. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Igor, don't don't be afraid of me. So I became friends with the crowd. And now Igor represents my two boys. My two boys are pro hockey players, Patrick and Christopher. And Igor is their rep and Patrick and Slava's godfather of Patrick. And so I'd like to think the the connection is still pretty healthy. Well, I think that that's, you know, important for people to to know that because that's why also too because this film obviously I believe that because things like the wall coming down and the communism and all that we're never going to see that sort of again. So as as we get older, you know, this will be more of a a great piece cuz to me the hockey's the subject but it's more about life and about no matter what language you spoke, where you were from, you know, if you you had the same goal and the same love for each other, no matter who you were. Mac, to cut you off, so Fatisov, so I was a history major in college, whether you knew that or not, and and obviously Fatisov has his view of the world being being a, a, a deep thinker in, in Russia. And so when it got around to whether it was midnight or two o'clock in the morning and sooner or later politics was showing up in our conversation and the two of us going at it in the middle of the night, he's talking about the USSR and, and Russian, Russian propaganda and American propaganda. It was some pretty funny conversations when, especially when we weren't seeing straight at the time. Uh, which is the whole that you bring up, right? You bring up the fact that you could sit there and have this conversation, disagreement, and be wrong, and yet, yeah, you're, you're godparents to each other's kids. At the end of the day, you know, you agree to disagree and move on. And they, because what people have to understand is because that's the premise, the basis, without 
the relationships and the structure the way so they hear it from me all the time brownie about sort of like the intricacies with scotty and how he's sort of like i always tell everybody yeah we called him rain man not to his face of course but but how from your perspective how scotty would was so far ahead of us or throw you off guard or like i always go to the bingo balls off the bench you Ma- you Ma- go max scotty scotty is brilliant Okay, absolutely brilliant. And here I am getting showed. I got to think, I I think I'm 29 when I get traded into Detroit. I'm already uh, a hardened NHL player, but nobody can quite figure out who I am because I'm a college boy with with my own view of seeing the game. I'm still kind of playing it like the Olympic style, and but it doesn't quite work in Jersey because we went through seven coaches in seven years at that time. And then I'm in Pittsburgh and they could play that wide open style, but you know, whatever they had enough of me. I show up in Detroit with Scotty and I was like, I'm so happy. Scotty has discipline in the defensive zone. And then you create it in the neutral zone. And then you're allowed to do anything but a couple things in the offense. <laughs> <laughs> that some guys we're not going to mention names Steve Eisman used to do and get away with. <laughs> but that was mostly in practice. Yeah. And when I realized Scotty, I, I say Scotty Bowman gave me my PhD. He actually verified the thoughts that I had in hockey, what was right, you know, so, so that I could do it and then why it was right. So not only did – so I got to say it the right way. It's a little bit like a teacher explaining to you your ideas and why they're successful so that now, okay, now I have permission to do them anytime I want. And uh, I can't I, – I can't say enough good things about Scotty Bowman because he's so far ahead of everybody else in the thought process. He could see it live. And then make the adjustments. And so we as players just had to buy in that our system was changing shift to shift. Players, we'd have three different lines playing three different three different styles. And they, and, and, and he, somebody go out and score. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it depended. So uh, so I don't know, Mac. You know, if if you lined up with Sergey, you're playing one way. You lined up with Absolutely. Igor, you got a different one. You lined up with Stevie, you got a different one. You got Drake, you got a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're on the wrong <laughs> line. <laughs> if you got drapes, yeah, you're on the wrong line, bro. Get off. So I loved when they, when Scotty used to drop the three sentiment and go, okay, drapes, you're on the wing with one of them. Bang, we're all going. We're all going 100 miles an hour, and we have the most brilliant sentiment in the world. And guys, stay alert. It's coming hot, and it's coming quick. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> now, I, I, uh, so I got to tell everybody when I first – knew of doug brown because it was before i played with him or whatever because the one thing that he's really sad that i'm he's happy i'm on his cup resume but doug brown known for his skating um we went to the same skating instructor laura stam and because of doug brown and your brother greg there used to be a poster at this when i used to go when i was 15 or 16 in like darien connecticut and I was like, Doug Brown, it was like, oh, if you could skate like him, show videos of you. Little did you know, I never got there, Brownie, but we, we did. The fact that Laura Stam would be proud of us between us with all the cups. So I thought that you is, should know. Like, that is so Brown, funny. That's great. I'm always you good know, to bring up stuff Brownie would never want known, like him and I had the same skating instructor. <laughs> How's your I'll golf you- game? 
yeah, you know, speaking of which, the two of us that had enough wars out there on the golf course, um, I miss I miss that those the gambling where we could gamble for any number because we know we'd see the guy the next day and we could play for it again. That I miss those days. So b- switch back to Scotty for one second. You got what it. Scotty did what Scotty did, which was different than any other pro coach, was he said, Dougie Brown, you do it your way. Stevie, you do it your way. Mac, you do it your way. I'm going to tell you the things you can't screw up at. Don't screw up here. Don't screw up here. Make sure the puck moves in this direction or to a stick. Stick to stick. Or, uh, but you know, turnovers, it's like a quarterback. Do not fumble. Do not throw an interception. But I'll let you go get the puck any way you want. So I'm allowed to go fake one way, fake another, and try to pick up someone's stick. Max allowed to go scare the guy. Yeah. I know to get it back. Igor yeah. used to say that. <laughs> why you guys why you guys work so hard to get it and then give it right back? And, and Doug, I have yeah. a Doug, I have a question. First of yeah, all, thank you ahead. so much for joining us in New York. Yeah. It was so incredible. Uh, you were great at a QA and we were so happy to have you finally with us to watch the film. So my question is this since you knew the Russians so well you were close to them, what did they think of Scotty? Because thinking about the environment that they came from and what the Russian coaching system is like, which is drastically different. There's no such thing. You do it your way. You do it this way. Everybody do it this way. Basically, you know, it's very totalitarian. So what what did they think of Scotty and the style that he was, you know, giving them uh, the freedom to do what they're good at? Sorry. So, so the, 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 how the Russians thought of Scotty. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. So it depends on, so here, Max going to chuckle at this. I will. I'm already laughing. (laughs) It depends on whether you're a rookie, you're in the middle of your career or you're at the end of the career and how, as we, as we watch, as we watch teenage brains, uh, grow up. Um, so just like as we, so as I've raised five kids and I, my kids are 28 to 18, they're right in prime time for this conversation. So as, as you see, uh, Kozlov, a youngster at the time, and Scotty's trying to tell him what to do. He's thinking, ah, what does he know? Old man, you got Sergey, best player in the world, top five, whatever. Ah, what does he know for a second? Right. And then you got the old men like Igor and Slav going, oh, the guy's pretty smart. You shut up, kids. We're going to tell you how we're going to do this. And yeah, just listen. And it was very funny. So Scotty Bowman was so uh, deep and he didn't have patience. He did. He had no interest. I'm going to get I'm going to give you a really funny line here. So when in my in my world. So Matthew Dandino was our rookie for 10 years in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Scott would say, I have no interest in teaching you how to think this game. Either you know it or you don't. Why Scotty would trade for the older players all the time. He goes, this is what we're doing and you better be on board. Basically those are my words, but that's how he, he had his own words for it, but you just better, you better show up and understand what he's thinking or, and, and buy in because if you're not buying in either, it's going to get ugly, uh, in the press or someplace or, uh, moves are going to be made. And, and it was a very, uh, 
I don't know, a life experience for us. Mac and I sitting around watching, just saying, can I please have another shift? I'd love to play on this team. Yeah, no, it's all good. I think what you, which goes to show because how smart Scotty was, because to answer your question, what Dougie just did is said the younger guys who won whatever, so the older Russian tradition where the old guys go, shut up and we're doing it that way, where they go, okay, because their respect to Igor and Fatisov was what, you know, the, there's there has to be the hierarchy. Like you would say, our respect, even though we respected those guys because they taught us more about life than anything in hockey. Like we had Stevie, right? But they had these guys. So that's how Scotty was smart because every every the way you look at it now, that the intricacies how everybody correlated with everybody else, and nobody was left out, even ten year rookie Dandino. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So. I, it, Keep going, Max. No, I was just going to ask you. Uh, I was going to move on and ask you about. Uh, you're talking about the kids. Well, you got one uh, who's wearing a C there down in uh, Carolina for uh, playing for Perry's brother, Mike, uh, going into a big game tonight, aren't you? Getting ready to watch yeah, a game? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so can, can somebody give me a jersey? I just want to play on that line. I, come uh, on. Well, Let's listen, go. you <laughs> and Drapes, do you, you want me to tell you what I tell Drapes every time I see him? I, I go, do you need a hug, bro? Because you were 10 years, you know, because the game didn't like stop for like 10 years and you couldn't insert yourself in this game. Could you imagine? I'm looking at your stats, Dougie, and I do remember that you were one time, you were that that one time, uh, the, mo- the guy with the most goals without scoring 20 in the season or something like that. Yeah. But no, but yeah, yeah. Hey, I, Hey, I, there's mid teen guys like us that are solid. You yeah, know, I mean, it's right. like, it's all the other stuff off the ice that we do, but yeah, yeah. but that's I, the, the whole thing is like, I, I look at you and I laugh because I think it's funny. Cause I drape, not so much you, but you, you light it up. The games change, but yeah. It- so game. So, so that's a funny stat and, and I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to, so I think Bob Ganey was the only player to have more points than me, more goals than me at the time without scoring 20 in a year. So that was the interesting stat. You just, you just keep doing what you got to do to help, help, help the team win. And I didn't know that till, till it showed up, but that was a wonderful number. Scotty had another interesting one and I, and I, I don't want to screw it up, but it was something about my year in Pittsburgh before I came to Detroit, he picks me up and I'll, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story over the over the radio here. Scotty picks me up from Pittsburgh and I say, Scotty, and he's, I'm in the lock, I'm in the uh, GM's office, Craig Patrick's, and he's pulled me off the ice. And I thought they picked up Greg and they, my brother, Greg was also with me in Pittsburgh. And they were telling me that Greg got picked up on the waiver draft. Scotty picks me up on the waiver draft, which I didn't know I was unprotected till I was. And, and I go, Scotty, send me back. He goes, no, no, no. I need you back here. I need you. I want you here to play uh, against Calgary in a couple nights. And I'm going, no, 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 no. I'm, yeah, I'm good right here. And he goes, no, you had the most, uh, you had the most points. And I want to say it was so even strength type of, points uh or the least amount of of goals scored against it was an interesting stat that i go nobody keeps that stat scotty goes no no i keep that stat the most you know the other team's not scoring even strength and not pp not pk and and all of these things and i'm going well oh for who who it wasn't a 50 goal scorer so i had 55 points that year so it was a very odd number that he was working with anyways scotty keep 
kept so many stats more than anybody. It's now they have the NHL with all their statisticians keeping it a lot more. But Scotty was so far ahead of the game in that. That's but how about how about how about how about uh, how about this Charlotte Checker team? Let's talk so, talk to me about it tonight because isn't it on the NHL so, Network? I mean, you got people out there that are willing to watch it. Break it down because that had to be exciting I, for Patrick I'm, to get I'm a shot up you, in Carolina. And then I've watched come back them. Down. I've I've watched them the last few years. And as they've grown and now they play like an NHL team, the, 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 the Volucci touch. Well, they're coached by an NHL caliber coach. So yeah, he, he runs that program so solid that everybody knows where they're supposed to be all the time. And they're accountable. You know, the, the first couple of years I used to close one eye or close the other or close them both. And now all of a sudden they are fun to watch. They are picking up the right men. Their, their power play is on fire. The PK guys will pay any price. It is, it is NHL hockey. So it's been, it's been great watching this season. Every time I ask Perry for an update, he's like, scored another shorthanded goal. <laughs> like, it's like, how many, his team's got like 12 shorthanded goals this playoff. But it's, um, no, he said it's it's great to see. Do you see, are there similarities in Patrick's game and your game? So Patrick's wrote, so the, the, the answer is Patrick is his own bird. He, I'm, I, you know, I'm 5'10", 180, 80, 88 faking it. And he's, you know, he's 220 slimming out at 215 and he's coming heavy and hard and all day long. And he has his own version of a blend of, of malts and drapes. He's coming heavy and fast and then he's going to figure it out when he gets there and he's going to head to the crease at 100 miles an hour. So, Does, so don't, don't tell me he's got the malt head snap. If he's got he's the malt head snap. I'm going to have to return. I'm going to have to. <laughs> You have a talk to the young kid, but I don't mind him. That's a great Doug. You hey, should great way to play. Doug, you should have seen yeah. Darren's face when you said he's a combination of drapes and malts. No, I mean it was like good, but I was like, wow, like so he chops guys a lot. And yeah, who's... he's heavy. He I doesn't like play like his dad. No, his dad. His dad was a pain in the ass because he came and I'm coming after you, but it's not like I'm hurting you. I'm just gonna <laughs> go until you quit. <laughs> and he. He's coming with with anger. That's awesome. And he, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna make you pay a price. Which which I just laugh and go, God bless you, kid. Get in there, go get him, do what you do. You got to be really proud too of, of of his leadership, being the captain of this team and, and guiding these kids. He he uh, he's had great coaches between his high school coach at Cranbrook, uh, Andy Weidenbach. And mm -hmm. then his college coach coaches at Boston College, and he has a uh, you know obviously I'm the dad, but he has a he has a uh, terrific leadership quality in him that he will pay the price for anybody, anytime, anywhere, and I'm very proud of him. See, Brown, you're the, that's just the diplomat in you. That you don't you would say that you call it like you see it, anyways, and you know to 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 weigh that. I think that's the. The way it's always the way that it's always been. So it's uh, it's it's nice to see, and uh, it's got to be. It, obviously, it's probably a little bit harder. But you know, if you if you need, I'm sure you can call Drapes or Malts if you need some uh, interpretation to what he's doing out there or whatever. Or if he tell you know, but that's awesome. Very funny. Are you getting back? Do you get back to Detroit at all? 
Yeah, as, as often as possible, obviously. So we, we were there 20 years, Mac. You know, Isn't that crazy? so when when I got when I got traded to Detroit, and I said to Maureen, we're only going to be here. Five, it was the it was the uh, lockout year, so I showed up in January. I said, we're only here five months. We'll go back east, and and she she's she, every year she'd say, really five months, really five, and then after a couple of years, and obviously we we loved it there. She kept saying, and I kept saying, hey. You know, I'm a free agent. Do you want to go back east? No, I'm not going back. You you're going by yourself. I'm staying right here. So make no mistake about it. We miss Michigan. We loved everything about it, and it's it, our kids. Our kids, as we've sent five to Boston College now, and every one of them said thank you for raising us in uh, in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. They 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 appreciate it. We appreciate it, and. Good people, quality of life. All right, that's awesome. Before I let you go, um, I got you. Got to give me some Giants insider. You got any Giants insider for me, or 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 give me the uh, give me the the deep down. Like I love how the fact that because and if anybody doesn't know out there that uh, Doug uh, that Maureen used to be a Mara and the Mara family owns the Giants. And we used to always bug Dougie, especially, you know, he'd always want to get the Giants with a Super Bowl pick and stuff like that. It didn't matter, but we always bust him like he's got something to do with it, right? But yeah. um, um, any uh, anything on football? I mean, yeah. li- when the Lions are looking good, you know, compared to the Giants, I mean, something's wrong, bro. <laughs> so so as as Maureen's dad, Wellington Mara, the legend, the Hall of Famer, would say to me, yeah, we look really good. We haven't snapped the ball yet, so we're still in. <laughs> Again, so, <laughs> the diplomat. So, so I should put her on this phone and let her. She, she'll go off on 15 minutes of New York football giant stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, no worries. Hello? We lost them both? All right, we lost Doug. We lost Doug as Connor was trying to, to buzz in. We're still working on the technical things here at Radio for One Studios. Obviously, if you look around, it's the same one that's shared in the afternoon by Beto Booger and uh, Mike, the dog-talking pet-wielding, just got his pool open today. Walters, yeah. right? We're stopping to be unbelievably be great to find out when we can finally get some phone lines in this place. Maybe we'll answer some calls or something <laughs> like that or people calling in. Connor Daly, are you there, kid? What's up, man? Hey, how buddy, you? how are you? Is that Dougie calling back? <laughs> <laughs> you can merge the calls. You can merge them? What was that? No, I, I, I just... Got rid of. Uh, I was just talking to a former teammate, Doug Brown, um, and okay. I just let him go as I w- called you in. And so everybody out there, thanks for joining me uh, on Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Um, what car? Fifth, what car are you driving this weekend? Um, so I'll be back in the Indy car this weekend, uh, driving for Carlin um, and Gallagher Insurance at uh, at Texas Motor Speedway. So. Now, so good time. Yeah, so people that I met Connor uh, last week or last weekend doing the fastest lap in sports, and I told him it must have been the fact that we led the first lap or the first two, the way they somebody saw you taking those uh, corners out there in the wet. So, um, how does how does something come about when you don't have a full ride? Um, as far as it, do you get a call like you said to me? 
you might get a, get a call like Sunday or Monday as we were talking into the trailer on Saturday afternoon. So is that how it happened? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I sort of knew that it, it might have been, um, you know, a possibility after the Indy 500, but but you never know. Um, you know, as me, you know, my, my title currently, I guess people, you know, it's the super substitute. Um, I, I've, I've driven for six different teams um, now. I've driven probably 12 different car numbers in my short IndyCar career. Um, but, uh, you know, I haven't had the funding to be, you know, control my own destiny, really, um, which is it's just sort of what you need. But uh, every time, you know, someone needs a driver, people still call me. So uh, I want to be, you know, I obviously want to get back to full time, uh, you know, with a competitive team, um, like at the Indianapolis 500 this year with Andretti Autosport and the U.S. Air Force. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we're just gotta, until then, you got to work your way um, to that point and, and take every opportunity that comes, you know, comes toward you. And then this is just another one. And it'll be fun because I, I like going racing at Texas. And, um, you know, I used to drive for this team way back in 2011 when I was starting my European racing career. Um, so it's, it'll be a cool, uh, cool, cool to be back with them again. Where, uh, will you work with uh, any of the guys you work with back then as far as the yeah, team? Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple guys that uh, that just started on the team back in 2011 that are still there. Um, so it's actually kind of cool to, to see those guys. That's awesome. Because I want to ask you, so you yourself are from Indianapolis, Indiana. So then you mentioned the Indy 500. You finished 10th there uh, a few weeks ago at that race. And we were talking about it being the super speedway, getting up to 220 or 226 miles an hour. Will you please explain... To my audience on Grind Time with Darren McCarty, how sick you guys are because you told me something that you even got Scott, the Honda race driver guy who's been around for 18 years, didn't know that you guys are nuts. Do you remember you told me about your pedal? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, and, and 226, that's slow. Top speed-wise, we're doing 240-plus, so it's, 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 it's quite a lot of speed at Indy, and, and honestly... You know, when you're qualifying there, uh, you try to set yourself up, um, you know, to never lift. In the race, you're lifting and shifting, and there's a lot of stuff going on in traffic. And people just think we drive flat out, but realistically, there's a ton of lifting, even braking sometimes in the Indy 500 um, when you're in a big pack of cars like that. But when you're qualifying by yourself, you know, you want to be full throttle. You want to be flat out for four laps. Um, and, you know, we can – you know, we're, we're going so fast that our that our brain is, is telling us – okay, yeah, I'm full throttle, but your foot is smarter than your brain and it starts to lift subconsciously and you don't realize it. And even if you lift just 5%, that's a, that's a pretty big, um, pretty big drop off of speed. So, you know, we have our, 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 our engine, uh, our engine tech sort of program a, a throttle map that even if you lift five, 10, even 20%, um, it actually doesn't, it doesn't take off any throttle. You're still full throttle, but your brain, it checks out with your brain because you've lifted and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm safe. But realistically you never lift. So, uh, you try to, you know, you try to obviously stay ahead of your, your, what your body wants to do, your sort of survival instincts <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. And, and just kind of make whatever you can do to get around there flat out and, uh, and, and have your best qualifying run that you could possibly have. I think you, you said two things to me when we had a conversation in the trailer, and it's like you love putting it on the edge and knowing that you're going 200, and, and you're doing this at 240. Just two, just two, not 140. 140 is fast. 
this is 240 and you're not lifting. And But you said that because of the adrenaline and the sport you loved and you grew up in a racing family, you grew up in Indy, and this is something that is who you are. Um, it's taken you to Formula One and it's taken you across the pond, you know, to, to do things like that. What is now... That to me, it, it showed me because you were mentioning that's the greatest gift. Could race car drivers might have the greatest gift of separating conscious and subconscious because they have to. But is is that is going fast at two forty the scariest thing, or is it like we did doing a road course, shifting down and and you know jerking and turning and stuff like that? What what is tougher as a driver for you? Well, I mean, fear never comes into it because if you have fear that comes into it, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to go fast enough. Obviously we're aware of fear, but you don't put it at the forefront of your brain. You know, it's just, it's always in the background. Um, and, and we understand that obviously we have to understand that as we strap in and, and prepare to go, you know, go into essentially a battle. Um, because obviously it is dangerous, you know, people, you know, people can, you know, people can and have died, you know, in the last decade. I'm doing what we're doing and, 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 I, and it's, you know, it's tough. It's, it's, it's still probably, you know, the most dangerous form of, of motorsport when you're talking NASCAR, Formula One, IndyCar, you know, IndyCar is definitely the most dangerous and there's no, there's no hiding that. And I, and I don't mind that. I mean, I, I like how unique our sport is. I like the fact that we are doing what we are doing. Um, but you definitely have to be prepared to, you know, to, to sacrifice a lot to, to go out there and put on your best, best performance and and that's really what i what i love about it even though the sport is you know is ridiculously unfair it's difficult at times you know it, it tries to spit you out you know the love for that competition and that absolute adrenaline rush of you know being able to go and put everything out on the line um for a good result is uh you know is is, is why i i love to do it so what so so tell me bro what am i cheering for this weekend i mean obviously a win but what is what's realistic for for you like connor daly obviously going into the indianapolis 500 preparing for for that race for a year to finish 10th was obviously not only gave you the the jones that you're doing what you love but what is a realistic you know six what means success to you this weekend so everybody that is going to watch you uh, and cheer for you or follow you at Connor Daly. That's Connor with one and Connor Daly 22 on Instagram. Um, what, uh, what can, what is like, I guess what I'm trying to say because of funding, because you're going to a smaller team, what in, in IndyCar educate some of us, what is a great, good showing for, for you or what do you hope to, um, well, get? Well, I mean, one of the one of the best things about IndyCar is you never really know on race weekend. Sometimes you might um, you might have a, a real shot at it when you when you didn't really expect it. But you know, this team is, is, is still very new to IndyCar. Um, you know, they're they're learning a lot as they go, and and you know, we have to we really want to keep our, our our expectations in check because you know we want to have a good weekend. And obviously, the ovals are the most dangerous, so we obviously want to have both cars from the team uh, you know finish and and have that. Uh, not a scratch on the car that would always always be really good but you never know that the new, there's a new tire for this weekend that could be really um, really difficult on the team so I would love to finish in the top 10 again uh, top 10 would be huge for the team 
Um, and, and, and that's what we'd like to aim for. Um, but, uh, but it's going to be tough because there's, there's a lot of teams who have, uh, who have a lot of, a lot of days testing at Texas. Um, but yeah, we just got to go at it and, and try and be responsible and, and smart about it. Cause there's all we get compared to the month of May where we had a whole week of practice and qualifying. We have two practice sessions before we race, uh, you know, this weekend. So much more condensed, um, race weekend and, and we just got to make the right decisions before the race so that's pretty much hey guys i think this one's gonna work connor go see oh no that was not it let's change it up let's <laughs> do that um what's the biggest difference in connor daly as a driver from when you went when you first started driving like and i'm talking when like the formula ones the indy cars um stuff like that to now that you can you know What's the difference in you or what you can add to this younger team? Like do you come in, what do you look to do on your end as a driver? Um, I, I mean, I think over the years I've, I've uh, become a lot more patient. I've become a lot more mature uh, in the way I, you know, go about racing, but also, um, you know, I've gained a lot of technical experience, you know, from, from being across different teams. I've, I've seen the way different setups work on, on cars. I've sort of experienced um, different levels of, uh, mechanical grip, uh, you know, programs and, and how the teams work their uh, springs and dampers, um, which is the only open development item that IndyCar teams have where they can spend pretty much as much money as they want to on those things. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I feel like I have a wealth of knowledge, and I think that's why people are using me. That, and, um, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully that can help. Now, is are the IndyCars, what's the difference between the IndyCars and the Formula One cars? Well, Formula One, um, they spend about, Five hundred million dollars a year on building a car from the ground up, and our budgets for the year are probably six to seven million dollars. So, um, you know, oh, that's the B club. Oh, <laughs> I, I got it wrong. The Indy's not the B club. That's the M club. That's the B club. You said five hundred, right? Five hundred. That's million, like you said, two hundred and forty miles an hour, not one hundred and forty miles an hour. That's, exactly. That's unbelievable. Do you have a favorite track race? Uh, a track that you've raced on in maybe uh, in the world or one you always get excited and look forward to. I know Detroit was one of them that you were hoping to race in because you've had great success here. Um, and then obviously Indy, but is there another well, one around? Well, don't necessarily call IndyCar the B club. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, no. I called, I meant billions and millions. Oh yeah. The B and billions and the Indies, the millions. Cause oh, the, yeah. Yeah. for the cars. And, no, I wouldn't. No, I would not. Different. That's the, that's the thing too. Is that we had this conversation about you know like drivers to be able to wheel anything, but but there is a little discourse between it seems between over here and even traveling, going over, being American to going over to Formula One. You you get treated like the Russians did coming over to play hockey here, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a very difficult environment. They. Formula One is very much theirs, as in Europeans, um, and they they hated the fact that Americans were coming over. So it was, uh, you know, it was fun to go and win over there, and and obviously have the national anthem play, uh, you know, and, and in the European events. But um, but yeah, when you talk about favorite tracks, uh, Spa, Bel Spa, Francorchamps in Belgium, uh, an incredible track. Um, but over here in North America, honestly. Um, you know, Long Beach, Long Beach, California, incredible street circuit, St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, great street circuit, uh, Road America. I mean, there's a lot of great tracks on the IndyCar schedule, and, and I mean, they put on great shows. So I, I love any place that puts on a good show. 
Yeah, absolutely. So after this week, do you have anything uh, anything on uh, point uh, after this weekend or just sort of waiting here and follow along and see how it goes? Well, today I was in upstate New York testing um, a Lamborghini Super Trofeo car, uh, which I'll be racing in, like at the end of June. Um, so doing some sports car racing. Uh, and then I literally I was in the car all day today, flying home tonight. And then I fly to Texas tomorrow morning for the first practice tomorrow night at Texas. So I'm living life day by day at the moment. And afterwards, I'm not really sure. I think I got an appearance uh, in California next week, but just trying to get back in a race car anytime I can. All right. Hey, Connor, this is Perry, uh, uh, one of Max's co-hosts. Um, hey, uh, I was just wondering, what, like, did you know Darren through hockey at all? Are you hockey? Have you followed hockey? Because I noticed your, your cousin uh, was a member of Ireland's world field hockey team and won a silver medal last year in the world, Women's uh, World Hockey Cup. You know, honestly, I'm a very recent hockey fan. I, I've obviously known about hockey, and I had friends play hockey growing up. But I wasn't, you know, that wasn't like the, the sport that I followed. But over the last like five, six, four years, I started watching the Stanley Cup playoffs and I was like, man, this is actually awesome. And uh, and I've been, you know, I've been paying attention ever since. And I have a lot of friends that are fans of the Blues right now. And, um, you know, obviously uh, know the story behind that team. And it would be really cool to see them, uh, you know, pull something off. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fresh hockey fan. So I'm, I'm, I'm new to it, but I, I, I love it. Have you been to a game? Yeah, I've been to several games. I've been to a Tampa Bay Lightning game. That's a good spot uh, I, to I go. Actually, I actually did the um, the big howl before an Arizona um, Coyotes game. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I met Shane Doan out there. He was a really cool guy. Yeah, donor, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I've got to meet a lot of cool people and do some cool stuff. Um, but, yeah, always want to do more, obviously. Well, that's awesome, dude. And, uh, well, I do appreciate you joining me today. Um, we're going to follow you. I encourage all my listeners, the, at Connor Daily, Connor with one N, Daily, D-A-L-Y 22 on Instagram. Um, good luck to you, bud, and uh, look forward to talking to you down the road, uh, talking about some uh, success and some uh, championships, and go get that podium. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Connor. Take care, bud. Be safe. See ya. That's Connor Daly. Connor Daly 22 at Connor Daly 22. He's not going to drive the 22, but it, that's what he drove when he set up his Instagram account. So, can, can, uh, you, can you tell us about your experience? Yeah. Okay. So that was my chauffeur, Perry. My, and you know what? The one uh, that drove like 160 miles an hour. Yeah. Is that the one? That was him. That was my, that was my escort. He was holding it back 80 miles an hour for you. No, no, no. You can't go in the streets. No, in Detroit I know streets. You can only that, go so fast. You can't the, go that you're fast. Right, the track was still one one sixty, but it was it was great. And and I've done that road course uh, before. I haven't gotten the fastest. So to explain, the fastest two two seater is before any Indy car. It's 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 you're technically part of the race because what happens is they start the two seater and they get it to go to the track and they bring everybody out behind you after you go the first lap. Then you end up doing like three laps by the time the pace car goes around. So you're coming in to the pit and they're starting to race behind you. So you technically started it and uh, it was awesome. And I've done it before. And the last time I did it was, I was no, I was still drinking because I was about 40 pounds heavier. And I swear I would never get back into that car again because it was so uncomfortable, but it had to be the LBs. So another reason out there, kids, you don't need to drink if you're an alcoholic because it makes you fat. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but this time 
with Connor and, and I'd spent because we had a rain delay. Mm-hmm. So this was the Saturday of the Indy, Indy Cup down in Detroit and at Belle Isle. So we sat in the trailer and yucked it up for like an hour, an hour and a half and just a great guy and learned a lot about this sport because I'm more into more into knowledge about the NASCAR, right? Which, which by the way, Firekeepers 400 this weekend. Pace car driver. Hello, right over here, this guy. He's winning. He I'm listing, winning. He is listing all the things he's going to do this week. I he's, wasn't listing. Darren McCarty but, is winning this listen, week. Listen, I'm, I'm winning, winning the month of June. You're, yeah. you're right, actually you claiming me? the whole month. Okay, you're winning the whole month. I love well, it. Well, you didn't know that. Well, Jenny, listen. Okay, <laughs> it starts with this. And uh, we're joined for anybody who could see. Um, I'm going to get to uh, the lady in the corner. No, she's not stalking anybody. She's uh, uh, doing uh, research for a project she's got. And then everybody else I know. I was a little afraid. She tie. keeps taking notes. I'm like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Are we getting graded on our performance? You might, you, <laughs> you might be. Hey, improve your English, young lady. Don't be using those bad words. It's my second language. Hey, I got... So I had IndyCar. I had... Um, we got high times this weekend, so I have the high times Saturday in the pace car, then LPGA in Grand Rapids, then the PGA is coming, which we're taking grind time the Wednesday of the Pro-Am. Nice. We're going to do a grind time live from uh, Detroit Golf Club uh, on the putting green, so that'll be We'll be live exciting. on the road. Yeah, live. That'll be our road trip. I figure that's a good one to crack, o- crack open. Um, so yeah, and just with everything, uh, coming together, obviously the most important thing right now being the fifth is the Russian five is coming to everything digital. Did you know that Mr. Real? I heard that. Josh, you should see it. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> a couple times. It's pretty good. Pretty <laughs> I good. Hear that. That's I, heard it, I heard it just, was so, just shown in New York. So yeah. did we decide on, on which did we say? The well, me and you decided, but but what did Chucky McFlunky upstairs say? Uh, he left. Well, we don't need to say the date yet. But okay, the important we've thing, we've decided it's gonna be, and we can say it's, it's either tw- or. Yeah, it's either the twentieth or the twenty seventh. Yeah. So yeah. the 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 sweepstakes that you can go on to the to Rus- the, the Russian the Russian five. Make sure you spell out five. The, the Russian five. F I V E. How do you say five in? How do you spell out five in Russian? Patch. 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 That's five? Patch is five, pa- yeah. Yeah, Russian patch. Russian patch. <laughs> so uh, the Russian five comes out everywhere on Friday. We're giving, we're doing a sweepstakes that we're going to keep open till the 12th. And folks, it's going to be odd. You get to come and watch the movie with us. We're going to have a barbecue. Um, you can even jump in the pool. Um, that's on you. I don't try. Well, if T Roy's being pool boy, we're good. If it's Mike, I do not trust that. I will have the hot tub shocked. Um, we're going to barbecue. Then we're going to watch Russian five. And then we're going to crack open the microphones and we're going to talk to, to the people and see what they yeah, thought. Who doesn't want to win with that? Come on, people. I don't know. I'm going to be here. Yeah. I'm going to be I here mean, anyway. I'm going to like, be here. It's only Darren McCarty, four time Stanley Cup champion. How many, John? I forgot. Four, These guys. Four. Oh, four. four. You got What's four? Four. Four. Chittiria. 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 
You got hey. us. You got Perry, the most important person. Positive. Thank you, Perry. Is it Jerry or Perry? It's Jerry. <laughs> that, uh, when you guys are together, you're Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Perry make Jerry. Yeah. We got it's the better Detroit, than Penny. We got the Detroit cast crew. I mean, we're going to party and watch the movie and hang out. So go to our website. But before that happens, you guys, Friday, we need all the love in the world. So yeah. please watch us. We're going to be on all the digital platforms and share it on social media. That's the important part. We want to go viral. So we go viral by everybody just sharing the fact that it's out. You can rent it. You can buy it. You can invite your friends over. Even if you hate the wings, you can hate watch it. We just got a tweet from someone in New York that was basically, oh, I yeah. hate the wings, hate this oh, I team, saw that one. love the movie. Yeah, yeah. because that's, that's what it is. And, and like I tell everybody, and as Dougie said, it's not, you know, the, and, and he's the one that's closest to the Russians. I mean, we call him Brownov. I mean, he's like, he told you there his relationship and I why it was. I feel bad that we kind of hung up on Doug somehow. We well, we well yeah, but it was time anyhow. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, because okay. he was. I feel bad. We didn't ready. say bye. No, don't, 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 <laughs> yeah. don't feel bad. Okay, he's yeah. used to it. <laughs> that, hey, that was some Scotty Bowman shit right there. Just, I just hung up on Doug. Doug's like, goddamn, man. <laughs> he was like on the roll, you know. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, pull the Kazi move. Oh, that was the end of the game the other night. Oh, the last, oh, they the went last to eight second. Last eight seconds, one guy got suspended. Yeah, he. Uh, the, the the veteran guy played 100 NHL games was throwing uh, like five punches after the guy was down, so he got suspended for this game. So we're talking about the American League uh, uh, Calder Cup Finals. Uh, Charlotte Checkers playing Chicago Wolves in Chicago. It's on the NHL Network uh, tonight. So, Josh, what did you uh, did you get anything out from Dougie? I mean, because I know how hard you were trying to get interviews and it just didn't work. He told me he really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the Q and A was good. Uh, he obviously had a good time and. Yeah, no, he said the same thing Friday that he said tonight, which meant a lot, which was that, you know, we handled the two hardest parts emotionally well. So, I mean, yeah, no, New York was awesome. You know? Yeah, New York was amazing. And I asked Doug on stage, which is I didn't get a chance to ask him today here. I said, do you think it could have happened anywhere but in Detroit? And he said, no, you know, he gave lots of props to Detroit and to the fans of Detroit and how it all went down and how the city rooted and supported you guys. So, you know, he's got a lot of love for the city, for sure. Yeah. And Mac, I mean, you know, for you, like you said, this is the first time you've talked with a, a teammate that was part yeah, of this. Yeah, where I liked, or I got to ask questions and to be able and and right when I asked him at the beginning, it just like, yeah, because and. You got this. This is what I want people to understand, okay? That it's not like this person playing this person. We were there, and and I saw. I mean, I know, like you said, Slava's tweeting it. Slava Tisov has seen it, loved it, and tweeted it out. That's all, Scotty, Shan. You know, everyone. You know, Dre. Whoever's seen it, loved it because it tells the right story. Uh, just uh, Jill Williams just said they're gonna have a family night to watch the movie in Okinawa, Japan. No way! That's what? awesome. Yeah. That's uh, that, awesome. Right? I mean, that's that's amazing. Oh my gosh! If you know, and what are you then, serving? And then, uh, yeah, what well, goes, yeah, Jill? What are you gonna be serving? Yeah, let us know. Let, let's um, know what. Let's we'll know what's on it, the menu or, yeah. or what and, the. Uh, and the, we had we've had a handful of followers from Australia uh, that were have been wondering too. When, oh yeah, when there's they can, a there's a group on Facebook. Bring the Russian Five to Australia. Yeah. They started a group, so I'm all really right. hoping we can all go. I know Josh wants to go. Darren wants to go. Yeah. Come on, Australia. Where are you at? 
Jen, we, Jen, they got a real nice wine country down there. We could, uh, yeah, we, we could hang tour. out in yeah. Australia. Hey, Josh, they got kangaroos, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can ride them. No, no, they got kangaroos. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys, obviously, so we keep uh, Fridays huge. Right. Um, you and uh, I going to do a Reddit AMA. Oh, oh yeah. So the, here's a bunch of things we got coming up in the next. If, if you guys out there are listening, uh, Jenny and I are gonna. Be in the studio at the at the Fox. At, no, oh yeah, that's Friday. I meant tomorrow. WJR afternoon, right? Friday WJR or Friday, yep. Friday tomorrow is no Friday's Fox too. Yep. Anyways, Fox uh, nine. Yeah, we got we're doing so much press. Our head yeah. is it's good. Anyways, uh, Friday if you watch uh, Fox two in the morning, Ryan Armani and those guys. I think the nine o'clock hour we might make an appearance there. Um, you just doing Reddit uh, a, uh, AMA with Josh? Yep. On oh yeah, guys. So yeah, this is huge. So Friday, 11 11.30, roughly. Um, the way shit goes around here, when I say I want to start at one time, so it's usually it'll probably be like twelve forty-five or nine. No, I'm just kidding. It's a very inside joke. Uh, wasn't really a joke, but it was inside. <laughs> I digress. Uh, about 11, 11.30, so the Reddit, explain this, Josh, yeah, I so, still don't get it. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a post up tonight on the Red Wings official Reddit thread. Or Is that a basketball thing posting up? Yeah, sort of like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't get um, it either, by the way. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> He's already explained it, but I have yeah. no basketball idea Basketball or posting up? All of this. Oh, the Reddit. Reddit? Yeah, I have no. I don't understand I, that. Dude, I, I got excited. I thought it was a porn site, and then it wasn't. You know, I mean, it doesn't it sound like a porn site. Reddit. Reddit. Not really. No, thank you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of porn are you watching? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it sounded it's a like Red a Red Wing porn, porn site. Name. He thought he was in it. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, we're going in the wrong direction. Right, Reddit. <laughs> yes, please explain yes. this Reddit. So there's going to be a thread up on the Reddit, uh, Red Wing subreddit, and people can go on and just ask questions, and then at 11 on Friday, we're all going to get together, and we're going to answer them. We're also going to go live. Oh, yeah. On we're going to go live, podcast. so we're going to be live Redditing. Yeah, so we're going to so get So you can all Reddit, edit, listen. So please go to Reddit, wherever that is, because I don't know where it is, and just... Ask us a question. That's great PR. Yeah. That's yeah. great PR. <laughs> you sound like I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> right? I don't know. Google wait, it. Wait, wait. Did you see Tarasenko? They asked him if, if it's rubbing off in the locker room. He goes, what's rubbing off mean? <laughs> it was just, you know, you missed it. Is that, no, I, uh, I didn't miss it. It's not funny, Perry. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> He's making fun of it. Oh, my God. Perry, see? Jen's just see? ripping us all. Yeah, holy shit. So that was so that's good. And then you guys are going to Toronto. We're going to Toronto next week. Anybody yep. up in TO wants to where you where's that at? It's at the Royal Cinema and Scotty's gonna join us. Brandon Shanahan is gonna join us. Our executive producer Dan will join us. We will be there and it will all be moderated by Elliot Friedman, who is hockey night in Canada and he's a journalist. So we're super excited to see Shanahan, to see Scotty again and to watch it with them. So Yeah, I think that's awesome because that that Explains everything. And to share it with Canada. The yes. Only, so far, only Windsor and Montreal have had a chance to see the movie. Yep. So uh, we'll start to get out there, and hopefully the buzz will get going. And Yeah. No, that's awesome. I've got uh, Maxwell Evans is listening and watching from Dubai. 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 And he wants to know where he's looking at your guys, the Russian Five t-shirts. Wants to know where he can get them. 
so go to our website, the Russian the Five. Russian and there's a little button there says merch, and he can just yeah he can he can sport the. Can you send us a T-shirt where that you're wearing from Dubai? So yeah, we send see it. Oh, yeah. there you yeah, go. Yeah, take Maxwell, pictures like yes. they do with Paddington Bear or yeah. whatever. Yeah. With your shirt on, see. I nice. know. I love it. You're always wrapping it. I gotta I get know. you a new one already. Got paint. <laughs> I know. I got. Look it. I got paint on it. I have to have the feather off. Well, we love you. Thank you for having I us like again. I like the R five. We will see great. you. We'll see you on Friday. Uh, we will see you Friday morning. I will let you know. And uh, thank you for today. Obviously, you can uh, check out the Russian5.com. Spell out five, F-I-V-E. Yep. I know at Russian5 with the five on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, get out there. Tell everybody. Start sharing it. Blast it out. That's what you can do. Remember, that's uh, it's, uh, it's coming. And don't be the last one to see it. Yeah. Because it's... Hey, guess what? It's real, and it's a better ending than Game of Thrones. You won't be disappointed. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. All so, right. Perry, so what do we got going on here? I, I was just asking you about this. So we were talking about Dougie earlier. We got Patrick Brown out there, Maltz and draping it up. You got the Wolves... Uh, playing in Carolina. No, um, they're in Chicago. Oh, they're in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. In Chicago. I, see, because you. I told you that me all up. day. I told you that all day, and you still didn't. No, no, it. because you screwed it up when I said they they lost the first game. You said they lost in overtime. It's going to be a tough one because it was in Chicago. And I went, oh, they lost on the road. Okay, but no, you misspoke again, and I had to translate, or and mis- so I'm screwed. As I watch the ticker, so all you people out there didn't hear, Pavel Datsuk is not coming back. He signed with a team. That I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of that city. I should have had Jenny do it before she left. <laughs> but it's not Moscow. So Pavel's not coming back. and uh, But Stevie is, so uh, that's all good. Um, so this month you have coming up, that's it's an incredible month, Mac. I mean, just all the all the activities you got going on. Yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff. I'll keep trying to, we're, as we keep trying to grow grind time and, and and build this thing up and and keep it going. A um, lot of things to go. Obviously, golf season. So a lot of charity events I played today. I got to share a shout out to my boy Johnny Hill. So John, John, you finished. You finished second. Twelve under. Finished second. Is that yeah, what you said? All yeah. right, Johnny. Hey, thanks for having me out, bro. That, like that's what I say. This I told se- him season, uh, golf season out there. Nice course. Uh, worked out into the schedule. Gonna actually. Uh, Make my way out tomorrow, a uh, little red run with uh, a little behind the, uh, the the guys behind behind the camera or behind the mics running the boards uh, at one of the stations. Uh, I'll let you know how that goes. So that should be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to wind her up back in the golf season. Driver sucks though. Well, that's what he said. Everybody everybody struggled, but he said you hit where you were solid off the fairway. Actually, you you even mentioned that to me, and you're putting the ball well. Yeah, I'm rolling it real good. Yeah. I don't. It's not for me. It's not about making them a speed control and just giving a chance. And yeah, I'll be good because it's all my game's all recovery, short iron stuff. Anyways, I mean, I I tried to swing hard and it just hurts and it just it's not fun. I mean, why? Getting old. That's what I'd rather was. just sit. I honestly, it's much easier just to like hit a wood second shot <laughs> just to just to make contact. But I look forward to getting it out. Thanks again, Johnny. Um, Are you using a super stroke grip? On your putter, or are you using the other one, the older one? Well, here's the story with the Superstroke grip. So 
my boy Riz. Shout out to Riz. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was coming back and forth to stand at his house, well, he started making a lot of putts with that putter. So it's in his bag this summer. <laughs> and that's what we do. So, that's what friends are for. Okay. And he's and he keeps telling me he's winning skins in his league, knocking him putts. So it's working for somebody. Well, that's a, yeah. Yeah. I have to ask a question. Okay. So just judging on this hockey game, right? Yeah. I've always wondered this from a hockey player's perspective. Yeah. Why did they change the uniforms? Oh, so stupid. What Bam Bam means by that is growing up when I was younger, it was white was always, you wanted the home team color, it was white, and the road color was dark. I don't know, we could look it up. Perry, you look it up what year that changed, but it I has was to be playing. the last five to seven years. No, no, it's, it's longer way than that. Yeah. It's got to be like yeah. I'm gonna say like ninety nine, two thousand. It's like has it been that long? It's it's been long. I I think I was part of it, and it's st- because I remember growing up, all I wanted was a white jersey, and then that's it. And, and 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 I never got it either, which it still throws back to throw up. So yeah, for anybody out there listening, it's like football. Where the home team always wears the darks. Right. Unless that, the that's Cowboys. where they went back. So I guess they were looking for football ratings. 2003, 2004. 2003, season. 2004. See, I was under Bob Barker, Price is Right rules. I win. What, what did the players <laughs> think? Like, what did you guys think? You did, did you care? I mean, I think as, okay, and you're coming to me as the uh, sports collecting aficionado. Right. Right. And um, did we, I did. I think I think the traditionalists of of hockey were like, you know, uh, I guess, and I think it was a lot of maybe because of third jerseys or I don't know, For sure. I don't know why, but I was always against it. It it probably had something to do with and selling also, the road jerseys too, right? And also too, a lot of the road jerseys look tougher, like a darker look, meaner than they did. You know, a lot of teams needed it to go on the road. <laughs> To, to, to look, <laughs> to, to, to get looks little intimidation, scary. yeah. Aren't yeah. you glad the Red Wings never did a third jersey, though? I know you guys had those black practice ones for a while. I would have loved the black, and I would have loved people like, would have black, freaked, don't red, you think? I would have, I would have loved black and our, like the my colors. I consider my color black. I'm surprised you're saying that because you're 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 an old you're, yeah you you are and and like I am. I want I personally wouldn't like it. But and that's why I'm surprised because I always know yeah, you as no, a. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably. Just I bet said people that would because I want a personal. Jersey, oh, they would have freaked, dude. They would have gone nuts. Imagine like changing the tiger uniform. You know, just yeah. just the fact that they changed the size of the D on their hat. Oh yeah, oh, they changed it back. Out. They freaked yeah. out and they changed it back one year so, later. I kind of liked it, but so, like I like you guys were saying, the traditionalists. They yeah. don't want to touch that. And then, so then, what are we talking about? The Pistons. We need to bring back the horse heads. I kind of like. I like those jerseys. I mean, that would be the best thing about the game. When they came out, I couldn't ask for anything else for Christmas other than what's that, your favorite that Grant what's, Hill. What's your favorite? Like, do you have a favorite emblem or crest? Or like, well, uh, as a jersey, I yeah. loved the Orlando Magic when Shaq was playing there with the pinstriping, and I loved the Charlotte. That reminds, so you say Shaq? That reminds me of Penny. Yeah, sure. Whatever. No, no, I know. Same I mean, difference. I mean, but because right? Shaq those... was more of a tablecloth, Penny was more of a drape. Oh yeah, but then like the Hornets uniforms, I loved hockey. You like the, the teal? Yeah, I like. I always like the, the sharks. I like. I like Arthur's Urbe. So I did like the sharks, and I liked like him. The mask. Yes, because he wore <laughs> the old the mask. Yep. So you liked like Ozzy. A hundred percent. And I always wondered, like, I liked the neck guard on it and everything. 
And I thought that was the coolest. Because with me, as a kid growing up, the hockey card that I loved the most was when a goalie would get traded and they're wearing the pads that don't match the uniforms. I wow, yeah. Love, yeah, the pads are the You mask. love that. Yeah, I the, loved yeah. it. The mismatch, whatever it was, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Until to this day, you don't see it much anymore. No, because now you see guys bat, especially like outdoor winter classic. They're all like out, tanned out and stuff. Oh like, yeah. Things, yeah, the goalies and stuff like that. But that's why I've always wondered that though about the equipment and stuff. And I asked you that once before about the uniforms if you got to keep them and such, and the skates. And you said you went through what three pair a year? Or no, three pair a month. A month. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. I got a. I got. I so got what a were? What would you use? Around. Did you use like Bowers or? Did you see ice skate? I skate. Bob skates. I was running shoes. I mean, anybody see me skate? I was on cleats. I was fast. Um, I started with Bauer, then I went to Graf, and then Cough broke my foot. Paul Coffee broke my foot with a shot, and then I went back to Bauer, <laughs> and then I went to Reebok. I wear Graf now because they're most comfortable. Okay. So you want, in retirement, you want slippers. Isn't like Warrior the big the big one? Warriors now? not skates, but they're Warrior's not skates. Gloves, okay, they're gloves and all the other stuff. Do you think anybody else other than Sergey could have pulled off the white skates? Absolutely not. <laughs> they're right. I mean, they're just not in our team. <laughs> no, no. It made it me want to skate. It made me want to skate. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I never ever would have wanted to before, but then wow. I saw Nike and the skates and and Sergey and I mean I, I I mean Sergey was the man. How old was he at that point? 25, 26? Yeah, maybe. Probably around there. About that. I was so like what night? Yeah, ninety-five was I don't I don't mean to derail your topic, but I was just no, I, no, I saw that wasn't... and I wondered, and I'm like, well, I'm here, I might as well. Why ask. do you like oh, that? I mean he's he's our he's jersey, jersey logo hey, expert? Yeah, man. I mean, that's... but you just mentioned a couple of things that made me think. Yeah, so no, when that's... Sergey walks in with Anna Kornikova, what the hell's going through your mind? Yeah, because she's 14. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Did, was no, that? She, my thing is that she just looked, mine was like even, she always looks young. But, she, the, you know, like it doesn't Did anybody say whatever. anything to him? Like, I'm not I paying know. attention. She, I don't know. I, I wonder. In the room. Well, I mean, right. <laughs> everybody can have been talking to each other about whatever what they were doing on the, you know. Yeah. And then and the, you also mentioned. See, Paul, you, you like, you take the, it as like we really cared. We didn't really I don't know, care. We didn't really know what was. What the deal? Like, oh, that's who? I don't know. It's, right, it's but wouldn't you bust kid. your ball, your f- friend's boy balls for that? Yeah. No. Oh. See, I would. <laughs> I, so you okay? So you, you mentioned Paul Coffee because broke your foot. there was at the time when, like, see, here's the thing. That was at that that time. There it wasn't was a no thing. surrogate. There was it was the their the families were there and stuff right. like that. There was like that's where people misconceive. It wasn't they were always together or anything like that. It developed when they were like eighteen, nineteen. You think Paul Coffey gets a bad rap for scoring that goal that was scored on the own net? I thought Bursey got the Bursey rap. Bursey got one. the rap because they supposedly Scotty got, he, stole Bursey out because he gave Niedermeyer a stick back. Is that what it is? That's what Scotty always that's said. That's what Scotty said. Yeah. Schomburg gave Niedermeyer a stick. Oh, Bursey yeah. scored a goal. And, Okay. Went off the board. I just always wondered about that. That's I, I thing. Didn't I'll hear always that remember. Coffee got the rap for that. Cough, yeah, Cough got something. There was there Cough was Cough won the Norris that year. Yeah, but there was he did get a rap for something. I, can't I thought it was scoring it was. on his own net. I could have sworn that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, something like that. And it was in the playoffs. No, it, the one you're thinking is that, that was twenty four years Smith ago. No, that was no, I know Pierce. what he's talking about. I I do know what I you're don't. talking about. No, um, but yeah, Bursey got the rap for the stick. Yeah, 
And and to Jenny's point, the one thing where Doug Brown was talking about earlier about Scotty Bowman, it was Scotty's way or the highway. Now, dude, what a good talker Doug Brown is. Yeah, oh, that's dude. that Boston College education, huh? Why why is he a diplomat? Oh my goodness, I, right? I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that's a. I know he said two big words about, and I think they were a compliment. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It went over my head, too. You know, like just, I just go, but I don't hear the words. I just hear the tone. And it sounded like he was pretty and impressed. And he's funny. Man. He's funny. I he's, mean, no, he, he's a great sense of humor. The one thing is, like, you know, where he is the one where that's, that's one of the five most important people, if you want the pulse of this movie, you want to know the real real because i knew about him being the god but nobody else out there the the levels there's so many other levels to get layers and layers and layers of why it worked now it's sort of peeling them back and trying to allow it to be placed into this team now or culture that's what culture is mm-hmm. you know and and you see it the culture had started you know in jersey if, if dougie brown's a dick and and is the way that Instead of being his own thinker and with it, which and and his own person, which is that's what he's done. He was the college guy, and the, he was he's that college puke, right? We're we're and I'm coming from junior hockey. So when I played, it was junior hockey guys, and then you went or you went to college, and you were a college puke because they're all Dougie Browns. They're all like soft. They could skate. They could play, but you know, didn't like didn't like it like his kid does. Like his. Kid yeah, that play. just goes and like his kid wouldn't want to get dirty. When his kid got on it, would had found Draper at center, then he belonged in that line. Oh, Charlotte's up. You know, I, I listened to yeah, you guys talk. Minute in. Do you ever sit back and think like, I played for the greatest coach yeah. ever? Because that's one hundred percent what I I'm do. getting you out of what, this. The, you know, he's the Phil Jackson of hockey. Oh, absolutely. The, and you know the best part of you want you want to, you want me to give you the and people who've been in my show know this, but you didn't. You might you might not know this, Bam Bam, but. Scotty Bowman, my ho- my hockey hall of fame moment is over a bowl of sh- a huge bowl of shrimp cocktail at Mister Mrs. Illich's place in two thousand two after we won our third cup. Scotty comes up to me and says, "Hey Mac, uh, I want to tell you something." Uh, and I'm like uh, he goes, uh, "You know, really appreciate you." One of the things I didn't tell him, tell him my guys that I regret is that how much I appreciate him. And I was like, oh, thanks, Scott. He brought me in. He goes, no, 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 shut up. And he goes, you're my second favorite right winger ever to play for me next to Guy Lafleur. Hope you're not mad. Not a bad. I mean, even I know who he is, so he's not a bad. Oh, right. <laughs> if you know Guy Lafleur. But I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. I got that going for me. So yeah. don't worry at the end of the day that I think about that. And and like I like I try to implore to everybody else, and, and this is because of how I took it, because not only does this film... It's not only an education piece. It's not only a history piece. It's not only a sports piece. It's so much everything to everybody that you can watch it over and over and teach and tell the way it was because if you live through it, you'll remember it and it'll jog up these memories. And maybe we've all lost... We've all lost some people that maybe we used to watch the game with that would love this. That trust me, they'll be there in the room with you when you watch it. Just uh, allow allow them to enter if you want them in and it's just the aura and it's just something that i think being in detroit and answer the question would it have happened anywhere but here no because that's what this area you can't be 
it's because the people around here, and I'm talking to all you out there, whether you're in Michigan or you're uh, elsewhere, but you're, it doesn't, you can be in Dubai and you can be in Australia and whatever, but out there it's because that's the mentality and then the culture and you know, the way the red wings sort away and the way that it's sort of been bred and the way that you, we all try to raise our families with principles and morals and, and, and art and, realize it that I was born into a family that developed some of mine, but really sitting here today, it's been developed by that family and the Red Wing family. And I, I, and just listening to you talk, Mac, you know, I think we, the biggest thing is we look and we go look where the Red Wings are now, but then the, now we can look back and all, all these people that watched during that time, look back and realize how special it was to be a part of that. Oh. And like you said, to be a part of that family, see that culture, see what happened, watch what you guys went through. And and, and then we were able to watch it and be a part of that, of, of what you guys did. And I think that's the greatest thing about the movie is that you can go back and experience and go, wow, that was a really special time. And like you said, for the people that are sharing it now, like my daughter's 23. She, she's known Mac for many years. She never knew what he was about other than he was former Red Wing and, oh, four-time Stanley Cup. And I said, you know what Darren was known for? And she's like, no. So I show her the goal, you know, the, the game-winning goal, and then I showed her the fight. And we're over at my parents' house, and she's watching it on the computer. And at the end, she goes, oh, my God, I wish I was there. And my mom's, my mom's sitting over there going, I was. Yeah. <laughs> right? So she's got a connection with her grandmother of going, oh my God, this how this game, you know, this thing was just incredible. And then that was the connection. I mean, uh, and like you said, I think there's a lot of people out there that that are going to this movie and uh and actually, you know, getting to experience that together. So you got a read for us, man? I do have a read, guys. This is my weekly read, and you know where it is. Since we're talking golf. We got to be talking about Cattails Golf Club, Perry. 18-hole championship track in South Lyon, Michigan, of course. Former home to the LPGA Futures Tour, Michigan Amateur Qualifier, and more. Two very unique nines, one unique golfing experience. Wetlands featured on the front. Perry knows that. Loses at least a sleeve <laughs> of balls on the front. Hardwoods native forests on the back. I like the back. You do. You get a little bit better on the back <laughs> and start liking the game again. Yep. Um, you have not. There's a range. You might want to show up there, I do Perry. need to hit there. Multiple early. practice areas. You don't put enough time in to get in. Put out. <laughs> and a full bar and menu at the clubhouse. There you go. It's got everything you need. Come on out to the course at the Grind Time Family Plays. Yes, you might even be able to find one of Perry Vellucci's golf balls. Check out our Facebook page for an exclusive offer to Grind Time fans that will get you 18 holes in a cart. Yes, 18 holes in a cart. For what? Yeah, $25. Tell them DMAX sent you $25. Grind Time. Cattails Golf Club, South Lion. See you there. Yeah, absolutely. So, we did Now, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone lines... You've heard him here before. You've seen him here before, but I have not introduced him with his proper name. Mr. Kyle Hollywood Krug, how are you today, sir? What's up, Darren? Hollywood. I see pictures of you all over Perry sending me. You're blowing up, kid. You're blowing up. Well, we're, we're having a lot of fun with this. Are we having a lot of fun, bro? Or are we seriously, are we, where are we at, Kyle? 
game oh, two two tie. Give me the emotions of the last four games. Oh boy, I'll tell you, up and down, it's been absolutely crazy. I knew it was going to be a tough series, but man, I'll tell you, uh, these guys are they're tough. They're a tough group, and you know they, they talk about a lack of skill. Let me tell you, they got some skilled guys, but they have some really tough guys as well. They're heavy. I mean, their yeah. both teams are heavy. I, I, this is the. There's been a lot of great series this playoffs and the Boston's battle and you know the Toronto series and uh, different things, but this one is is old school. Uh, Hagler Hearns punch counter punch. You're like, you know, Boston comes out in game three and puts a shining on them, the rookie goalie, and then. You know, St. Louis is able to be resilient and bounce back. I think these are two teams that that really resemble each other. What do you think the difference is going to be coming the last two out of three? Hello? Oh, Kyle, you there? Kyle. All right. All right, All right anyways. So I was just going to ask Kyle what he thought uh, – would be the keys to the last two out of three. But uh, Perry, who you got last? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm. Uh, I you don't got, know. Who I you don't got? even know anymore. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, like, let's break it down as far as, you know, first game, yeah. uh, Boston comes out, does what they have to do at the home ice. And then you're thinking St. Louis coming back, but they win in an overtime, which is huge. Boston goes up 2 nothing. That's tough to come back from. But St. Louis showing resilience, come back in overtime. So Boston regroups, goes out first game on the road, right? Yeah. Gets it done, puts puts more by the Spinnington rookie goalie, think he's not going to bounce back. Yet they're back into another war and another fight, um, making it 2-2. Kyle, you back? I am back. Yes. All right, I was going to say, so... I mean, Hearns and Hagler, pop to pop, blow to blow. What's going to be the difference these last last two out of three games? Who well, comes I mean, out on top? I mean, what does Boston have to do to come out on top well, that they haven't done? I, I think, I think the uh, their fate's going to be dependent upon how healthy their D are. Uh, both the games that they lost, they went down to five five defensemen early in the game, and. And the uh, St. Louis Blues just, I, I think, kind of wore them out. Their ability to go back, retrieve pucks, clear pucks, uh, was was really, uh, really hampered by the uh, by the force of the St. Louis Blues in the offensive zone. So we didn't, we don't really have to. I'm just going to bring it up because the toughest man on the planet award goes to Zdeno Chara. Not only taking yeah. that puck in the face, he broke his jaw, <laughs> and he still played. I mean, that's a <laughs> hockey player, but. That's yeah, if, any, if anybody goes out and plays that injury, it'll definitely be him. I'm not sure if he's going to play tomorrow or not, but uh, I if I had to put my money on it, Zidane Ochara is in the lineup tomorrow night. Yeah, if I put my money on it too. And then uh, up in the air about, uh, what is it, Grizzlonic? Yeah, uh, Grizzlick, although Grizzlick. I, I know he skated today and yesterday, but I'm not sure of the status of any further testing. Well, that's that. You know, that's a big game. What do you Are you... Have you been to any of the finals games? Yeah, the only one I missed was Game Three in St. Louis. Uh, heading out tomorrow to to see Game Five in Boston. What? Do you, we'll take we'll take it from there. What happened in Game Three when you were gone? When you missed it? Anything? How'd your boy do? Uh, he played all right. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Come on, you humble. Come on. 
Come on. Come, yeah, on, he, I, I, come on. All right. So the, uh, the, power play, the power play really started to kick in, right? I mean, four shots, four goals, four power plays. And, you know, that was the difference. They got some good bounces. The, the first the couple games prior to that, they weren't getting bounces. I think they had one power play goal in each of them, and both those goals were off rushes. Well, the power play has definitely been boss's friend. And I think the, you know, with the thing about St. Louis is that they're, they're heavy and they keep coming. And then I think you're right. Is that if they don't have six guys and six healthy guys that can move the puck in, in Boston and, and give the D some time to do that, that they create a big problem. Um, do you, do you usually sit in the same, does the like, uh, same seats when you go, go to the game live? Cause I know you got your, uh, your recliner there at the at the homestead, but I mean, do you are you superstitious in the garden, or have you not been there enough, well, or how does that work? I usually sit lows twenty. Uh, those seats basically are are the ones that the family or, or friends of the Bruins sit in. Uh, but I think tomorrow night I'll be in one of the suites tomorrow night. Yeah, exactly. I that's probably I, I, now on a where's the nerve scale been on in this series? Compared the to nerve. the rest, yours, mine, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of amping up right now. I, I I think after after game three, I had a pretty good feeling about it, and and felt that if the first two lines were continue would continue to contribute, uh, we we'd have a pretty good run at it. But but they've been able to kind of match Bergeron's line as well as uh, as uh, Krejci's line, so. You're relying on your bottom six guys. You're going to struggle a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's usually why they're the bottom six. I mean, every now and then you'll get a you'll you'll get uh, one of those sluggos to chip in and, and do it. But uh, hey, that's why it's it's unbelievable series. I mean, I, we knew that we were talking about it before. We knew it was going to be close. Um, but you know, like you said, it uh, it'll go on the health. Is there any other any other things? Any other suit? Any other superstitions or traditions or anything? You gonna go for a cup of chata or are you gonna lobster roll or? Not really. West End Johnny's free game. West End Johnny's. There you go. West Anybody end. wants yeah. to see Hollywood Krug? Um, <laughs> and so they. So, okay. Now, what'd you say to the kid after he like? Because he had to learn that hit from the old man. Or was Matt taking props on that hit that Tory did against that Thomas in the first? in the first game or the, the hit along the boards. Did you show him that one? Uh, I did. I show him that one. Uh, you know what? His probably his brother, Matt did. Cause did he you watch saw. the replay of that, of that hit? Uh, when you see where, cause well, you see where your son's battling out front of the net, right? Yeah. Right. And then the helmet comes off, but there's that yep. split second. Just when he crosses a blue line, when he does a crossover, when he sort of sees, you can tell. I'm trying to explain to my fans that that uh, um, that when you see a hit like that coming, and you're a hitter as opposed to a, I guess a, a finesse D man that would not even see that as a hit coming the way the play. It was perfect if you see it from the end angle. So. Um, there he goes, just being but, Tory, being Tory, right? And and I love the uh, I love the shirt too. I mean, uh, and then they'll, hey, I love Matt. Kyle, too. how yeah. much did that piss off the St. Louis fans from just from that hit from Game One? Uh, yeah, they had some signs up uh, before Game Three, 
to destroy Krug. And uh, my son, Matt, had a little bit of fun with that. We, Adam, my oldest son that was on the show a few weeks back, yeah. uh, he, he captured it on TV, sent a, a text out to the family. And Matt, and only Matt, would be the one to hunt down the sign. Ah! <laughs> we're, we're, we're showing, we're showing it, it right now. It, it was a little girl holding the sign. So he, he says, hey, that's my brother. Can I get my picture taken with you? And uh, some guy that was nearby said, hey, if, if I hurt you, will it hurt him? And, and Matt, once again, in his infinite wisdom, says, I promise you, you won't hurt me. <laughs> and the guy, the guy got really uncomfortable and, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Look at that. Just anywhere they go. Yeah. And you know Matt was seeking go. that person out. I mean, that's just, yep. I love it, though. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I don't think, uh, well, we got we got the game uh, four, and my wife was wearing Tori's jersey, and we didn't make it in the building. We heard about how, how much Krug sucked. <laughs> oh, of course. But, you yeah. know, when you're hearing it in the other building, that automatically means he's great. Even Bam Bam knows that. <laughs> yeah. Even Bam Bam. Well, um, good luck. Um, hoping to talk to you next week uh, in a celebratory fashion, sir. But, I, I but, but you've that. done everything you could do to this part. I want you to know that that no matter what. So if you need to have a, an extra one before the game to calm your nerves tomorrow, you by far, you got the DMAC grind time of approval. Hey, and, and, and listen, <laughs> sure. ho hey, Hollywood, you know, yeah. if, if they win, we know you're going to be in high demand, but just remember where it all started so that we can get a first <laughs> crack at you. Just fit, hey, just fit, fit us in about 2 to two to 2.30 in the morning. Those are usually <laughs> good times when the cup comes around. All right, tell Tori good luck, man. Thanks a lot, Hollywood. Thanks, Darren. See you, Perry. All right, you got see it. Cindy, would you like to come on up and join a seat and maybe tease the listeners with what we got going on? Maybe a little bit. How should I do the formal? Is it council person? Is it Miss yeah. Miss Cindy Berry's to join us right here? And Cindy and I have uh, well, Cindy's got this project she's working on um, that, for some reason or another, she has um, asked for Perry's uh, expertise on, and and so I thought you know Perry being the referee and being all that stuff that you know he should probably not say anything. No, I'm just kidding. It's just, <laughs> I'll let you talk, Cindy, um, sure. and welcome to the show. And, and thank you for having me. So I will. Uh, so you are a Chester. Field? I am. I am Chesterfield Township Clerk. So I sit on the board, uh, but uh, I also run all the elections and all that kind of good stuff. I'm an elected official, so I'm one of those nasty politicians that everybody loves to hate. There you go. It's just so you That's know. All good. Bucket list. I got a politician in here. You wanted me to get a politician in here. I found the best one I could. There we there go. There you go. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, really enjoying working on this project with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's very exciting. There's a lot of interest about it. And uh, it's been an absolute thrill of a lifetime. You want to... Um, I'm not going to say, see, this is how I, I'm not going to say anything about it other than, you know, whatever. So do you sure. want to give, uh, do you want to give people maybe just uh, something, a teaser, maybe sure. they say? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. I can tease pretty well. So oh, give me the opportunity. There you go. So well, I'll you're a politician. A see, there you're you go. You're a politician. Here's right. the money. Take it away. I got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. Well, I'll tell you, I uh, kind of had an idea uh, last year uh, about uh, maybe uh, doing writing a book and uh, got inspired by some things. And uh, someone suggested that uh, I bring hockey into it. Well, now let's get it straight because this is not, this is a fiction. It is so a this fiction. This is a book. made up, right? Which Completely. even is even better because then you can embellish, not embellish, but maybe tell a little bit more without naming names. So <laughs> maybe that's why I came into the picture. So somebody said you Absolutely. might want to talk to me. Absolutely. I, in, inside of a week, I had three people that I shared it with, and they got so excited about it. They said, uh, that is fantastic. We are so excited about that. You need to find, you need to talk to Darren McCarty. And uh, gosh, do I have to let everybody know how much I don't know about hockey? Or I didn't yes, know? Yes, you, you have to. All because right. if that's the way that it works around. And then the fact that they have to know that you don't know hockey. Nope. Darren McCarty was, well, I think, yeah, I might have heard of him or seen him. Isn't <laughs> That's he, right. you know, in rehab or something? <laughs> not anymore. No. Um, but, the, yeah, you're not yeah. a hockey person. You're, no, You're from a baseball all. family, so Correct. explain that. My dad was a, my dad was a ball player, and uh, so um, never made it to the show. Uh, and all those of you know what that means. Didn't make it to the show, but uh, played for a long time, was the love of his life, and uh, I was raised on baseball. And so wanted to actually use a baseball theme and uh, some folks in publishing and entertainment said hey look you know we really would like really would like it if you did football or hockey and I thought well I'm from Detroit okay I got the Lions or they got the Red Wings and I said well you know I remember the Red Wings they used to be kind of a big deal and I thought but I don't know anything about hockey I know nothing about hockey now, this is a problem so uh, and then everyone said I needed to find you. I need to find Darren McCarty. And uh, it seemed like everybody knew Darren McCarty, but nobody could get me in touch with Darren McCarty. So when I finally had the opportunity to do that, um, I was thrilled. And I said, man, i got to find this guy, Darren McCarty. You know, I, I knew the name. I had never seen you play. I had never really seen the game. I had never seen, um, you know, the March... Uh, 1997. Um, never 26. saw it. Well, they, by the by the by by the time this project's done, you'll know March 26, 97, <laughs> like back of your hand. Saw your good. saw your hat trick. Actually, I googled it uh, or came across social media, and I saw it for the first time about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, second so, one was the best one. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's um, that's what I knew about Darren McCarty. So I mean, I, even when we first met, I said, you know, I I know you as Darren. Everyone else knows you as Darren McCarty. I don't know you as Darren McCarty, the player. Right. I'm discovering you as Darren McCarty, the which, player. Which for this project is actually the person you the person you're creating because all the other stuff, which is which is brilliant. So, yeah, so thanks. when this Cindy brought this project to my attention because she was creating something, um, and needed some sort of direction, not in the mm -hmm. hockey world, but like. Uh, in the hockey world to see if she wanted to pursue it. So we sat Perry and I and, and Cindy sat down and, and she went through and said, this is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And so where, where are you at or where, like, I don't, I, I'm used to just telling everybody everything. Right. <laughs> so for me trying to bite my tongue and I'm just trying not to right? give away too much. I'm right? not like you give away, but anyways, so the one thing is, is when you see Cindy, if you guys see Cindy around or sitting mm -hmm. in the corner or whatever, she's doing research because she's creating a character for her movie, book, 
Uh, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But I will tell you whatever. that you're absolutely right. I mean, when I, I shared the uh, storyline with people, it was actually some people on the West Coast uh, who were exposed to it through a kind of unconventional way. And uh, they said that, you know, they were complaining. The producers are complaining. There's no original material out there anymore. And individuals said, you need to talk to people who are writing in the Midwest. Talk to somebody from Michigan. Here's something to take a look at. And uh, they got very excited about it. They're like, this is fresh. This is exciting. This is really, we, we would love to see more of this. And I was kind of taken aback. I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, oh, gosh, now I got to get this, got to really get this thing going. So uh, then when you came on board, you know what, I actually before we met, um, I had, uh, so I might look a little familiar to some folks, but uh, I was down there on the glass for about five games. Um, I had really never been to a hockey game before. Yeah, talk, talk, talk about your experience. Uh, because uh, oh, because yeah. here's the thing. City's been doing her... So how long have yeah. you... So before, even before, you've been doing research because you didn't know hockey. You'd never Correct. been to a hockey game. Yep. You, ha- you did start... And deciding when you went, you had to... If you're going to be there, because, mm-hmm. because you're looking for not so much the game, but the people in and around the game and the characters and the, the, inua- the nuances. So you sit down near the glass. That's right. Right, That's right. right there. And Staring you're sitting the there and, and you're not the typical because you're not watching the game or paying attention. You're, no. You're taking notes, watching other things because, and you got a few like suspy looks. From like, because players will know. <laughs> you're gonna bring that up, aren't you? No, no, I'm not gonna bring. I'm not gonna say okay. who it is. You no, don't, don't say who it is. is but don't say but who you is. got a few looks. There was along a few the of them. There was a yeah. There was a because few you're of them. sitting there because right, if you, right. It's yeah. like because you look. Not Unusual. that you looked out of pit play. Your actions to not you know the way the game goes and and what you're paying attention to. Because you're looking for different things, where it would draw attention, especially when you're in eyesight of the ice that close. So well, sure, because in where I was sitting was uh, unique too, because I was about nine seats down from the Red Wings players' yeah, bench. So, right. which is exactly where I wanted to be. I mean, I was very strategic when I picked my seat because strategy is a number very, one asset. Very strategic, um, because uh, you know when I'm there, I'm looking. You know, I'm watching the players, and I'm watching how they respond to each other, how they react, how they interact, um, you know, what the, what they look like when they're on the ice, what do their skates look like. I'm taking a lot of detailed information. And um, it got to the point where a couple of the kind of repeat fans that would that were there in the section I was sitting in would start approaching me and say, one person came up to me and said, hey, look, we just want you to know, you know, between periods, they said... Uh, we just want you to know, we're not watching you. We're watching you watch them. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to know what you're looking at and what you're seeing. And you're, you know, taking a lot of pictures and notes and things like that. So, um, you know, created a bit of a buzz. And so, um, but uh, it was phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity. I highly recommend. I was never a hockey fan. I didn't know if I would ever be a hockey fan. You sit on the glass at a few of those games. I mean, you're converted. There's what no question. It, what, for you... And explain that from coming from that is what what was it about about sitting on the glass with was it the realness was it just the was it the speed was it the, t- you tell me because I grew up with the game so I look at it in a different in a different view right so yeah. I mean I always these are the moments these are my Star Wars moments this is Star Wars moments I go yeah I saw it four five six seven one two three. My kids got to see one, two, three, five, six, seven. So I don't care how you watch Star Wars. We never watched it the same. Yeah. Right. So you're, you know, I don't care what it is. So you can't go to a Star Wars brain. Speaking of that, I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to the Star Wars place and I want to get, 
Man, I was lis- I was listening to David Chuck's Freak this morning. They said they got like Sikhs or uh, Sith robes and they sell all that stuff. Man, we're gonna Nick grind time trip Disneyland. That's in California. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, hey, I'll take I'll take along for that one. I love it. I've been about thirty five trips to Disney World, so I need to go. We're to going more Disneyland. Disneyland. That's California. We're yeah, Star I've been there Wars twice. It's all good. Yeah, so if you want to know what was unique uh, yeah. for me sitting on the glass, what amazed me, um, well, obviously I'm looking for different things, but um, a couple of things just shocked me. One was, um, yeah, the speed, how fast they were. I just couldn't believe the speed. They're so fast, and they were there, and then they were gone. And um, th- But the other thing was I was absolutely mesmerized by how absolutely beautiful their skating was, some of them. Some of them had such beautiful skating. I was like... <laughs> I was just couldn't help but watch them. I'm just like, please just skate some more and let me watch you. I mean, you know, you don't even have to be doing anything. And uh, that was really, um, I had no idea that they would be that graceful. I mean, it looks like they're just gliding over that. Yeah, ice. so it was amazing. You, you remember that? So you yes. said you never saw me play, never but remember, remember the guys that you watched there yeah. that were skating? That wouldn't have been me. <laughs> no, you, you you started this project at the right time because ten years ago you've been watching Darren McCarty out there and go, oh, I can skate like that. But then I would have been, see, been able to see you mix it up and stuff. And I didn't see a lot of that. That's the one thing that surprised me. I didn't see as many fights as I expected to see. Games changed. That's yeah. you needed to be here 20 years ago. But uh, we, I did see a couple ago. of good ones, and uh, it was quite shocking no, when didn't. I was. <laughs> no, you exactly. Not really. No, you did. My wife, my wife, and I say this because my wife, yeah. I love you, show, is didn't know hockey, introduced it to her. And so when she sees it and, and I'll look, and she'll be going, like at the beginning, oh, there's a fight. And I'm like, Honey, that's not a fight. They're like just <laughs> pushing each other. I mean, that's not yeah. a fight. I sent her a fight. It was the Proby uh, yep. Bowden Juniors. Remember when they had the bench oh, yeah. clearing ball? Brawl. Yeah. I go. That was. I go and that was Darren. That was Darren was. A, he was. Yeah. It was that happened a few yeah. times. That was crazy. That was crazy. But you know what? It was kind of like, like a, it though. It was like you know what it was. It Gladiators. Was like, well, it was a guilty pleasure to watch it because it was kind of like I, I even told Terry. I'm like. It's you know I feel badly go. enjoying it, but I'm actually like bizarrely enjoying this well, kind do you, of. Like... Do you think there was anybody in that crowd sitting down? Oh, well, there couldn't have been. No, never. there was nobody How in the bench sitting been? down. Yeah, no, never. Yeah. No, so it was so it was awesome. I mean, it was just I mean, and I was taking notes one time, and man, these two guys slammed right into the boards in front of me. I didn't even know they were coming, and in fact, the person next to me said, "You didn't know that was coming, did you?" And I said, "I had no idea, but all Scared. I know is my knees got jammed back up into my hip bone, you know." So. But, I mean, you can actually experience and feel this game. I have never, you know, I said, even all the baseball I watched with my dad, all the football um, that he made me watch too, uh, I have never felt a game like I feel hockey. Yeah. That's the, the one thing is you bring somebody to a live game and it, it, it changed, you know. They're, they're hooked or, and mm-hmm. because the feel and especially – in the rank and it's um fortunate or unfortunate that that you didn't get a chance to joe lewis arena but that was a hockey rink like there's a difference between a hockey rink and an entertainment the mm-hmm. little Caesars is an entertainment facility it's not a hockey rink so to get that feel is that uh um there's a few good ones around but uh you know i mean it's an entertainment facility so um, so, uh, that, that allowed you to get the background mm-hmm. helping out. How is the project coming? It's going great. It's just, the, the story just keeps developing, um, new, uh, twists to it. Um, it, it, it is going to be, think of, you know, the movie, you know, maybe Miracle meets Youngblood meets The Firm. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be really exciting. It's going to have all those elements, everything. There's, 
men are going to love it. Women are going to love it. There's political intrigue. There's, um, you know, a little bit of romance in there. Uh, there's, um, you know, some fantastic, you know, FBI investigations and all other kind of great stuff. It's There's, the whole gamut. It's everything. It's 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 everything that men will love it, women will love it, and um, I'm having a great time writing it. It's a phenomenal. The characters are fantastic. Um, they're very dynamic, and um, I'm having a great time getting to know them and writing them, and I can't wait to share them with, with everybody when that time comes. So uh, we do have a title, and uh, you can actually share I'll release that, uh, Poison Ice. Poison ice. Mm-hmm. Wow. What happens when po- the corruption in politics meets corruption in professional sports? Poisoned ice. Yeah. So what? What? How does it work as far as what uh, uh, time frame? For as yeah. far as what you? How long does a project like this take um, to do? Mm-hmm. Or how um, time frame do you? Is it easier to set up when you're when you're working on something to knock down a list? Or do you take it as it comes? Because like you said, sometimes you're, you know, the hockey season, you're allowed to go, you know, you go to the game, you get yeah. some, and then other times there's different things going on. And then to, to because, you, you know, like you said, writing's not your number one job. You, right. You know, you got other things to do. So right. how does it, how does it, does it take a life of its own and sort of generate and sort of start for you to work on it? Yeah, uh, its pace, or did, does it set? Do you set the pace, and then it sort of takes a life of its own? It can, it, it can. can, sure, sure. You know, uh, you try to write on a regular basis so that things will continue to move along. You know, most authors it'll take a year to two years to write a book by the time they do all of their research. Um, and uh, this is my first novel. I've written before and been published uh, many times, but I've never written a novel. So this is my first novel. Um, and uh, I expect, you know, we've, I've been working on it pretty solidly for about four or five months now, uh, doing a lot of research. And But we're, we're still getting, uh, you know, still digging more into that and trying to add more and more layers to make it even more interesting. And, uh, you know, I expect uh, we're hoping to get uh, published uh, from end of the year or beginning of next is kind of what the time frame we're looking at. And then, uh, you know, then we move on to you know looking at screenplays and all that other kind of thing, and uh, then God only knows how long that takes. Right, so. and and then that's the whole, you know, the whole point of the, the conversation is is you know what I liked when I met Cindy, and because of this idea, but because you know it was it was bringing it back. Why not? It's one of these like you said it with that interview. It's like, well, why not me? I got these great ideas and whatever. Let me, let me move on. So I encourage everyone out there. If you, it's the self-awareness that you're not going to get anywhere and I'll preach it all the time without hard work. So figure out what you want, figure out where you have to embrace the suck in life to get where you want to go. Now, sometimes it's going to take a lot longer than, than other times. Um, But always remember the teacher's always quiet during the exam. So usually when you're learning, you know, that's, that's when things are quiet. And I've learned this. Slow and steady wins the race. You know, you do it the right thing. It's sort of what I'm preaching around here with Grind Time with Darren McCarty. It's like, we're going to get there, and we're all going together. All you out there listening right now, we're all going together. Where we're going, it's just up. <laughs> you know, we're just going to slowly ascend. And just to do it the right way and introduce... You know, people like Cindy come along and, you know, it's it's all about, you know, we're talking earlier about the Russian Five coming out Friday. Please uh, get that. Uh, Great movie. It's, Great it's, movie. And you see, so 
speak uh, speak on the Russia Five movie because sure. you've seen it as a non hockey person. I everyone needs to see that movie. Why? Because that movie, and you talked a little bit about it earlier. That movie just wraps up what the feeling is, what it means to be from Detroit, and what it meant to be from Detroit. And it's um, it it is just. It was just a phenomenal Cinderella story. In fact, I think I might have texted you after I after I saw it. I said, I would love to be able to write a Cinderella story like this, but I'm just hoping to do second best because that story was phenomenal. Well, here's the difference, though. And that's this is why I preach, because that story was real, yeah. right? So the way that it had to be told and the way that it had to be told with the combination of Americans, Canadians, Russians, you know, everybody, the world. It was the United Nations. It's like our team. In this, where it's the fiction to that level, but but I think what you're going to get is the feel of that, the, right? The, the one thing about it and where you're going is to have the feel of the the characters, right? Right, where that's the hockey feel, the love for one another, the love for your team, the love for a player, the love for. You know that your city, your town, wherever, whatever you're putting your passion is, that doesn't count in hockey. In this circumstance, that's the subject. But it doesn't matter what it is because it's about it's all all that intertwines about life. And I'm excited. Just another great thing have going on. So, um, well, I really appreciate you so much because one of the most important things to me with this. And by the way, that movie there, there's magic in that movie. That's why people need to go see it. There is magic in that movie, and they will discover that magic Human when they beings, go see it. That is magic. Fabulous. I, I, so. And uh. you know, you're so authentic. And one of the reason why I wanted to reach out to you so much, and I'm so glad that we were able to collaborate on this, is that I wanted when people read this or or, or read my story, saw the movie, whatever the case is, that if they knew hockey, they would say. She got it right. Yes. It needed to be that's real. What, that, it that, needed to be authentic. The right. one thing is that, and, and which I encourage people out there, you don't have to know everything or pretend to, but find the best person um, that at their job or to know that. And don't be afraid to ask, which is what, you know, I consider you did for what you're looking for, the authentic, authenticity. I've proven that when I wrote my book, My Last Fight, True Story of a Hockey Rockstar. That's about my life. I got, I got five years to fill in, so that's why I'm doing comedy. That's why I started this because it's too. Take you're right. Takes two years to write a book. I ain't got time for that. We got places to go. Bam, bam. You know, got golf to play. You know, cattails. Don't forget twenty five dollars. Mention DMac. Grind time. Darren McCarty. Um, let's see. So we got, we got all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so we got that. I mean, what do I got? Tomorrow I'm going to go beat up on some of the 97-1 guys uh, in golf in the morning. Uh, what's tomorrow? Thursday? Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, yeah. And then I got a sweet holder thing for the wings. Then I got Fox. Check me out. Fox 2 with Jenny. Friday morning. Friday morning. Uh, Friday night we got a... Yep. Friday. And then the Reddit. Join us if you're at work or your lunch hour or whatever. That's what I'm going to try to do at 1130. Um, catch people's lunch hour. If you can, we're going to tape it. Uh, but Josh will uh, be here. Um, answer, we'll be answering questions about the Russian Five. Saturday, Clio, Michigan, Speedway, uh, High Times Cup. Uh, come on up there. Get educated. Uh, could save your life like it did mine. And let's see, next week. 
Monday, uh, oh. Folds Honor uh, golf tournament at uh, Wingate. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Carabello. Uh, that's that's the Dino side. The D, I always separate them into guys, guys. So it's a Dino. This is this is a Cicerelli program. Uh, Monday, look forward to see, to playing in that. Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, we'll be over in the west side of the state for the ladies PGA. Uh, Thursday, I got something. Oh, I got to I'll be sending out some. Oh yeah, all you uh, season ticket holders, we got a, we got some. We got some plans for you, uh, Red Wing wise, and then uh, oh, Pace Car Sunday. Oh yeah, how did you Jeez, skip that? I, that, 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 one. that? I get that to drive one, the yeah. Pace Car at my ass. Yeah, I got a bucket month. I got a bucket list month. And to cap it off, the end of the month, uh, uh, putting green side. So um, um, we had some people. They were anticipating. Uh, we and we we didn't have time to mention at the beginning of the show, but uh, they were anticipating Ozzy. Well, and Ozzy and Ma- this is what happens, okay? Because now, and it, and it's funny because uh, you know, like Drapes and I. Um, well, Ozzy, not s- sort of, but he had kids later, so now he's going through all the kids stuff. But his daughters uh, qualified for states for soccer, so they had a game, so he had to bag. But I'm definitely going to get him in here. I'm making him commit uh, before he goes out west. So he promised me that. So I, uh, you know, just like any one of you, like it's, look at these guys. I'll tell you, you know, it, it's like on a. It's it's on a, like one of those things on a not on a need to know but on a might be a last minute thing where we just fire it up in order to get those guys what, in there. You know when I talked to Doug the other day, so we had Dougie Brown, you know our first guest on, first first former I think Wings teammate you've had on, you know he had him call in and I told him he said last minute, last minute you know he goes well you know let me know I've got a busy schedule and if I can do it I, you know it'll happen, and I said God you know he said just like Mac. And he's like, ouch. <laughs> I, exactly. I said, I said, that might be one of the few comparisons I'll make of you and Mac, but. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, uh, you know, great show. Um, thank you, Douglas. Uh, knee down, Dougie Brown. Uh, if you don't believe me, about hour and 30 minutes, no, hour and 20 minutes into the Russian Five, you'll see it. Memorex. Um, you know, which always amazed me. Remember when Sergey went and played defense? Well, who do you think went up and played forward? Dougie. You know, would slide in there when Vladdy, after Vladdy got hurt, and Sergey went back nope. to D, and and yeah, so he is the, he is definitely the uh, sixth Russian. Um, also, thank you to my new favorite, uh, my new best friend, my new favorite IndyCar driver, Connor Daly. Uh, great kid. Um, wish him the best. We're, we're so. He's looking for a top 10, and I know it's pushed on a smaller budget, but if anybody can do it, hey, got me around got me around Belle Isle safe. So it happens. And obviously Kyle Hollywood Krug, who he's going to have, a, he's gonna have <laughs> to have a couple extra ones tomorrow before the game because I know he's going to be nervous. I mean, because there's nothing like watching your kids trying to succeed. There's, that's just when you have no control over it. So And at the pinnacle of their career. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, wish him the best. Uh, safe trip. Uh, look forward to talking when we get back. So uh, a couple special things because we're having a special Friday podcast, uh, 8 o'clock. Going to have uh, Ryan Ellis, Michael Annette um, join us earlier in the day. Be running around, running around. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. Thank, Thank you, you Jenny. 
Mike's probably still talking to Jenny upstairs. We're not going to leave yet. But uh, uh, remember, guys, remember this first. You better get that Russian 5 on iTunes or digital. And I, if, I, if you don't, or at least tell your friends, please share it with one person. It'll be worth it. And like Cindy said, because it's got magic in it. And it's because it's real, real. But in all seriousness, no matter how much, guys, because as we plug along, uh, all the days aren't the greatest. But no matter what, how many times you fall down, make sure you get your ass back up. That's grind time. We're out.